You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment. Wayne, we had a little bit of excitement in the last couple of days with the oil price and everything else, but that, of course, yes. that's calmed down now, and everybody is now yes. waiting for the central banks to do their thing. We've had the European Central Bank doing its thing. What do you think that Jay Powell is going to do this evening? Do you think he's going to try and sort of emulate his European counterpart? No, he's going to cut rates. Still very worried about the effect that trade tariffs and trade talks are going to have on the world, the world's economy, but more specifically, obviously, the U.S. economy. But I saw half an hour ago, President Trump has just instructed his Treasury oh, yeah. to quote significantly increase tariffs against China. Now, this comes a week or so after he wow. specifically delayed the implementation of some of these tariffs against China to possibly offer them an olive branch at the trade talks to say, let's sit down and talk. And they're starting to talk this week again. Now, I cannot verify this. It's one of the one of the WhatsApp feeds I get related to my work. And it's not from, you know, from a news feed or from a Twitter feed. So I can't verify it, but that's the statement I've got and as I said, this is a work-related issue, so it's not just a random, uh, a, a random uh, a article that's come out. But unfortunately, it would be very typical Trump, Trump to do something like that. Yeah, I mean they've gone quite quite. So we we'll have to see. Maybe, we'll to see. Maybe he's trying to force uh, Powell's hand to cut interest rates by making noises again. But, you know, unfortunately, and we've discussed this on so many occasions, with Donald Trump, you just never know what's coming next. No, but on the other hand, I was just reflecting on the the last 10 and a half years, and I was saying to somebody, a previous um, interviewee, if you'd have just bought every single dip, every single little wobble in the market because of geopolitics or because of oil crises or because of economic data or whatever, if you'd have bought every dip, you would have been... Very, very rich over the last ten and a half yes. years. So why would it be different yeah. now? They're probably not not any different, to be honest. Um, look, a few things that have changed post the global financial crisis. Trump is just at the end of the day, uh, what President Trump does or not doesn't do. I don't think in the course of time will be of great relevance, <laughs> uh, economically speaking. Yes. But, Post the global financial crisis, the world is slightly different. You know, there's far fewer inflationary pressures than what we've seen for decades before that. So with lower inflation, you would expect the nominal return on the stock market to be lower. But that still doesn't negate from your statement that, you know, the stock market works. That's why it's still around. And the stock market goes up over time. So as long as you have time on your side, buy the dips. I agree. Yeah, in fact, I'm looking at the uh, Twitter feed from uh, Donald J. Trump. Uh, he's made 44.3 thousand tweets in his time as a Twitter devotee. And he said mm. two hours ago, he says the following, I have just instructed the Secretary of the, of the Treasury to substantially increase sanctions on the country of Iran! Exclamation mark. Oh, Iran. Iran, okay. yes. What does that mean, though? I mean, so substantially. He never, ever quantifies that, that. it. He just, he, he wakes up and he says, right, I'm going to say this now, even though it's probably a lie. And I would have to say, in this case, it's probably a lie, Wayne. 
Well, we'll have to see. They're already under full sanctions. So what more can you, what other sanctions can you increase? Exactly. And, you know, and, and unfortunately, and we were lucky here in South Africa, we saw the error of our ways. You cannot resolve major conflicts by force of arms ultimately. I mean, unless you go into a world war and you annihilate the opposition, these constant, uh, 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 let's even call it skirmishes, for want of a better word, mm. to try and resolve issues don't work, man. So sanctions and all of these things, the only thing that resolves things ultimately is actually polit a political settlement where you get around a table and you discuss things and you come to a settlement around that. Because sanctions and low-scale uh, armed interventions and skirmishes and that ultimately don't solve anything. Which uh, brings me to my next point. Donald Trump is not a politician. Boris Johnson is not a politician. And Cyril Ramaphosa is not a politician. Cyril Ramaphosa is a union leader and a businessman, although some people may say he's actually not a businessman. He was just given uh, business uh, during the bad old days of black economic empowerment. Uh, Boris Johnson... He's really a journalist. He spent a lot of time in Brussels being a journalist for the Daily Telegraph. And yeah, I just think that the world is being led at the moment by people who are not politicians, apart from President Xi and a few other people. Yes. And I, and I think you're right there. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, you have to question the overwhelming majority of politicians as to why they're doing what they're doing. Is it for the good of the people? Is it for their own ego? Is it for their own personal gain? You know, yes. and unfortunately, politicians worldwide have let the citizens down time and time again. And it's the exception where a politician would actually be on the side of the people and try and do the best for the country and he sit and and their citizens and not just for their own whatever ideas and ideology or needs or wants. It's, 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 it seems crazy that, you know, after, I mean, I mean, you can argue we're not civilized now, but it seems crazy that after, you know, let's, let's, I mean, pick a number, 2,000 years of some sort of democratic rule uh, that's been in uh, politics worldwide, that the system hasn't sorted itself out now where politicians actually, the majority of politicians actually serve the people. How did Robert Mugabe and yet, and yet live to the age of 95 and, and yeah. be in charge of a country that could be the powerhouse of Africa, Zimbabwe, a beautiful country, lovely people, you know, great natural resources. And this yeah, chap, the, the, this chap was, was in power for decades. That's democracy for you. And that is, yeah, but, how do we allow this? Why, it's disgusting. How does, exactly, exactly. How, how has the system not evolved? Where, you know, where there's direct accountability to the people. And I don't know whether that's via the ballot box or not. I mean, I just simply don't know. Because you get the, the political parties seem completely divorced from what the people want or what the people need. And whoever eventually heads up their political parties voted for by within the party structure itself almost. You know, so, I mean, there's many things wrong with American politics, but if there you, at least there you vote directly for the president. The president is not just a person who 
is the most powerful within a political party. I mean, it's, it's a very democratic process to going through to get to the president, whereas in most other countries, you know, you just sit with whoever's the head of that party and, and you know, they, they, and they just don't seem accountable to anyone or anything. Exactly. Uh, democracy is a flawed ideology, I think, anyway. Uh, on the well, maybe the best we got, but it is flawed, mm, I think it's the worst we've got. I think we should have people like Wayne McCurry, uh, David Shapiro, and other people uh, in a committee, and they should decide upon the future of the country. That's what I really believe. I don't think there should be elected people in various provinces. I think there should be giant brains that sit down and say, right, South Africa has to go forward. Uh, David Shapiro is going to be the head of trading. You're going to be the head of economics and all those other people that we know about that have uh, big brains and love the country. And they should be the force behind the economic fortunes of this country. That's what I believe. I don't think democracy... I, I look at people when I walk around the streets and say, that person, that man, that woman, they shouldn't have a vote. I really believe that. And I say that I should have one vote and you should have ten votes because I'm not as clever as you. That's, I, I think democracy is flawed. Yeah, look, I, mean, I, I don't know whether, the, whether there is a better system. There is. It seems, you know, after 2,000 years of evolution... <laughs> there still seem to be the same problems in politics as what there were 2,000 years ago. What do you mean 2,000? Why only 2,000? I mean, it, it should oh, be, it, saying, it should when be did, 5, When did the Roman Forum, yeah. when did the Roman, I mean, I'm talking about democracy, when did the Roman Forum start or when did, the, when did Athens have democracy? It was, it was about 2,000 or 2,500 years ago. Previous to that, it was just kings ran. Maybe, maybe that's a better system to have a benevolent dictator. Well, let's have the benevolent dictator and let's have people in his entourage uh, that uh, are experts. There's people that are experts in fishing and forestry, people that are experts in economics, people that are in experts in, in trade. But they don't have to be voted in. You just say, these are the giant brains. They come from these austere educational institutions and they've been proven to be very clever and let's everybody sit down and do it. Never mind giving people like myself the vote. I mean, you walk around South Africa, look at, look at the people around you. They haven't got yeah, the look, capacity what, to, is, to is, make a decision. Got what we, I mean, we've got what we got, and hopefully, we are going down a better path in South Africa now than the previous uh, ten years, because that was clearly a catastrophic path. So hopefully, yeah. it is somewhat better. Yeah. Well, the fact is that over the last um, uh, 25 years, uh, the people that have been voted in have been voted in uh, because of something that is um, not based on. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting angry now. Uh, let's have a look at the Stock Exchange yep. News Service. Afrimat and Gemfields came out with things this morning, around yes. about 7 o'clock this morning. Either of those companies on your radar? Look, I mean, Afrimat is one of the sole survivors from the building and construction industry. Actually doing quite well. You know, so, I mean, the, you know, full credit to them to be able to survive this massive downturn. And the results didn't look bad at all. Gemfields, which was the old... Uh, Pallinghurst, they changed their names to Gemfield. They've got big emerald and ruby deposits, and they also own the Fabergé brand. Yes. And, you know, Gilbertson took over that company donkeys years ago, but it's never seemed to have done much, to be honest. 
No, I would have thought Brian Gilbertson would have done more with this, uh, but especially yeah. with the Fabergé brand. And the Fabergé brand is a fascinating story uh, because it used to sell yes. uh, cheap perfume uh, to men in the 1970s yes. in England. But anyway, let's get on to Pan-African Resources. They came out with numbers, the share price down around yes. about 2%, something like that. Interesting yeah. company, though. But I don't think it is interesting. I don't think the share price is, is a reflection results because the results were actually quite good yes so what they've done is they've got the evander and the barberton gold mines and other issues and 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 other other mining interests but those are the two big gold mining and they've been on a restructuring and they managed to cut their cost of production per ounce by 25 or 27 odd percent which is astonishing they've also increased the number of ounce production so normally when you cut your cut your costs per ounce, you decrease production because you just cut out the expensive parts of your mine and you just don't mine there anymore. But they managed to increase production and they plan to increase production again and they paid a dividend because mm. they, they halted paying dividends. So I actually thought this was fantastic, but the market was anticipating this, obviously, because they've issued a, a – you know, you can look at the current gold price and what their projected ounces were – and sort of work it out. So I'm, I'm surprised the market didn't give them more credit because it was a very good set of results. And they, I mean, and justifiably so, they were very proud of their achievements. Very good. What do you think? Uh, if you had to go into the U.S. Fed decision tonight on U.S. interest rates, what would you be? What would you be doing? Would you say, "Well, I'm going to go longer the market or shorter the market"? It's a very simple question. Probably go long. You're going to go long. Yeah, but yeah. Probably go long. Okay, so let's have a look at the Dow Jones now. Maybe you can have a little uh, private bet here uh, because the Dow Jones is currently on my 15-minute delayed screen. Uh, I've got the Dow Jones at uh, 27,053, down 57 points. So let's call it 27,050. So for a yep. rand a point, I'm going to go short at 27,050. You're going to go long and we'll settle yep. this privately. Is and that then okay? we can settle it out. Yeah, we can settle it out. And next time you're in South Africa or when I'm in Holland, <laughs> one, of us, one of us will have to buy the other one a hamburger. <laughs> exactly, from Spur, hopefully. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. And that was Wayne on Wednesday. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox.